It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. And welcome back to Decal Download. I'm Rich Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. Well, DECAL recently developed a new process to ensure that all contracts with the agency are clear, achieve your objectives, and protect the department's best interest. The process also helps us with grant agreements. Commissioner, today we're discussing this new process, but listeners who might be interested in doing business with the state should also stay tuned, too, because we're going to be discussing that as well. Yeah, we do have a very thorough process in place, uh, not only to protect our interest as DECAL, but also uh, those that we contract with or maybe have a grant agreement with. And it's really important that we actually have um, the money to fund these contracts. And so it's it's definitely a joint effort with um, legal and finance and uh, the program that might be needing the contract. So you might call this an inside baseball edition of Decal Download. However, we are going to talk about, if you're interested in doing business with the state, how to go about doing that. This is uh, really focused on our 700 Decal employees and um, something that you need to know as far as the new process is concerned. Joining us to talk about uh, contracts is Ira Sudman, Decal's chief legal officer. David Ginsburg is our contract and procurement attorney. And Michael Rogers is Director of Finance. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's get to know you guys a little better. I I know we like to do this uh, right off the bat. How long have you been with DECAL? What was your journey like that led you here? Ira, let's start with you. Sure. Um, In in September, my uh, tenure with the department would have been 14 years. Wow. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, what led me to the to decal? Um, I was a prosecutor um, in Clayton County. I was prosecuting uh, very serious felonies at the time, and uh, we just had our daughter. Uh, she was uh, six months, and I was looking to get into her into a daycare facility, and. Um, I went and I started looking on websites and I came across this agency that I had no clue about. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, the Department of Early Care and Learning. And I was learning a little bit about childcare and where was the best place for my daughter to go to um, childcare. And I saw a little thing on the webpage, which they don't do anymore. And it had um, job openings. And I said, hey, let's click on that. And I saw an opening for an attorney. And I was like, well, that might be fate. So I clicked on it. And um, the rest is history. I did not know that part of the story. That, that was through your research that you found decal. How about yeah, that? it was through my research. I wanted to find um, the best childcare facility for my daughter. We had ideas and places we looked at. So I was looking for help. So how old is she now? She's uh, four, uh, she'll be 15 in October. I was going to say, I guess that works out. You've been here almost 14 years and you have a 15 year old daughter. So I was about to say 14. I was going to take a year away, but yeah, she'll be 15 in October. That's great. Great story. David, how about you? Hey, uh, I've been with decal since I think 2018, about three and a half years uh, prior. 
I guess when I first started practicing law, I was in a private practice and I actually had a client who was a sponsor for several daycares getting nutrition money and that kind of thing for the daycare. So I got, was familiar with what DECAL did from early in my career. I think it was the Office of School Readiness at that point in time or some prior entity. But uh, then I became a prosecutor, which is where I met Ira back in the day. We both worked in Fulton County uh, and I did that for about 13, 14 years. Uh, when I followed my lifelong dream to work in daycare and moved to <laughs> decal, uh, didn't just stumble across it. It's something I've always wanted to do. And uh, uh, But so I've been, like I said, with decal. I started in the nutrition department here with the, uh, the reclaims and working with the Office of State Administrative Hearings. Uh, eventually, a position came open with licensing, so I moved over to CCS. And between those two, I did that for about two years. And then in March... You guys might remember March of uh, 2020. Yeah, heard March about 6th, it. Yeah. Started March 16th. I think it was the same day that we went on lockdown in the contracts and procurement uh, department. So that's kind of my long story short of how I got to where I am now. And I've been doing this for about a year and a half, and I really enjoy it. That's under some difficult uh, conditions, but um, unprecedented even, dare we say. <laughs> yeah. Michael, how about you? You're in our finance department. Yes. Hi. Um, yes. And I actually started at the same time as David. I, believe. I think we were in orientation together, but it was 2018. So a little, little over uh, three years with DECAL. Um, before that, I with uh, I was, I've been with the state for about 24 years. Um, the prior agencies include Department of Audits um, and also State Accounting Office, uh, Georgia Department of Community Affairs. Um, used to be the Merit System, and then it got changed to State Personnel Administration. Everybody remembers SPA. Um, I was there for a stint. Uh, that's a defunct agency, no longer in existence as an agency. Um, and and, uh, and bef- prior to me to actually joining the state, I was actually in the Army. I was active duty Army for six years. Um, got out of active duty, was in the National Guard in, in the uh, Army Reserve for the rest of my career. So I retired from Army Reserve with 30 years of service about four years ago. Um, you retire younger in service. You, you join young, you retire young. So right. I'm, uh, I'm not 70 years old yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> if um, you're doing the math at home, yeah, let's make sure. We- yeah. And um, I joined uh, DECAL because I, I received a calling from Ryan Ringsrud. And um, so uh, I think that's the time that the finance folks uh, you know, kind of left DECAL. So they had an opportunity here. And uh, I liked what I read about DECAL. I knew about DECAL. It was always a good agency. Um, you know, it does a good job. It does a good thing. And I've always had this thing. I want to work for a state agency that I believe in the mission. And that's why I joined DECAL. I thought it was a very good mission, obviously. And that's the uh, rest is history. I'm here now. That's great. We're glad you guys are here. Terrific yeah. uh, stories, backgrounds. That's great. Yeah. Lots of smart people, for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about contracts. Uh, obviously, these are agreements between DECAL and a business entity or an individual to provide goods or services. We have about 75 active contracts at the moment. Ira, when was this new system developed and why? So we started uh, in 2018, um, bringing the uh, contract process to legal. And the reason it was developed, and it was um, in conversations with Ray Higgins, our former um, chief financial officer before he left, um, the contracts, I don't know if everyone knows this, but it used to be in finance. It used to be completely a finance function and legal played a very little role in the contract process. The only time that we got involved was if a vendor had a question or concern or wanted to use their own language. 
at that point, finance would ask legal, is that okay? Um, and uh, Ray and I had long discussions um, about where does contracts um, fit the best in the department? How do we protect the department um, the best? And how do we ensure that we're keeping up with the statutes um, that uh, Georgia has in place and we decided that legal was the best fit for contracts. So we moved it from finance into legal. And now um, every contract before it gets signed has a complete uh, legal review and an attorney reads every single contract and works directly with finance instead of having finance do it in a complete silo. Well, we also have grants. So what are the different between a grant and a contract, Ira? Um, I was going to David. David, do you want to? Yeah, David, do you want to take that? Since I thought David would be great to talk about that since that's what he does on a great. daily basis. Great, great, great question. Am I muted here? No. Uh, well, a, a contract is just an agreement between two parties or, or several parties to, to do or not do something or provide a product. Uh, and it goes with payments from both sides. So it's, it's, a, it's kind of a mutual obligations where grant is you're literally just granting money to somebody for them to accomplish a task. Uh, and so the task is for a th usually for a third party or a benefit that the department's interested in where the contract is for a benefit for us. We're contracting for us to receive a service where a grant is we're basically paying someone a, a grant or granting someone money to do a third party service such as, you know, offer pre-K services to children or, you know, something within our mission, but it, it, it's, it's for the benefit of, of the mission or someone else besides decal makes it a grant. And a grant's a little less enforceable than a contract. Uh, it's more of a kind of a promise than uh, uh, an agreement, if that makes sense. And they are still being reviewed by you guys. I, I love the, the fact that legal is going through every contract. I, that seems like a great idea <laughs> to me. Grants, the same thing, right? They're going through page by page, making sure everything's in, in order. It's, it's the same. From our end, it's the same process, yes. We go through each one of them. Uh, the grants usually come in multiples. So we may not read you know, every grant agreement because there'd be, you know, like with Georgia Pre-K, for example, we're not going to read every center's pre-K agreement, they're all just going to sign the same agreement that we've approved. Uh, but for the most part, we do read, you know, every contract to make sure everything is, is the same, unless there's something unusual about one particular grant agreement. Right. And David, we talked about 75 active contracts at the moment. Um, what are some of the services that DECAL receives through these contracts? <laughs> That's a great question. You know, we, everything we get is through a contract uh, pretty much. And things like the phone services we get and we have a, a call bank where people call and, and ask questions. You know, our copiers are under contract. Uh, a lot of things you don't think about too, is we, in order to, you know, complete our mission, we may hire a, a contractor to do some forecast modeling to help us determine what kind of needs there are in, you know, in, in various costs in the daycare industry. And we may hire a third party to run the, the statistical modeling, so to speak. Uh, so really just A to Z, everything we get is through a contract. Uh, and some of those contracts are with the state and some of them are with DECAL. Uh, but uh, like I said, every, everything we have is under a contract. 
And you've said in your training on this new process, you really stress the importance of uh, specifics in exact deliverables, compensation, and time frame. Why are those? It's pretty obvious, I guess, but why are those so important? And, and there's two reasons, really. Well, probably more than two, but the two main ones are uh, uh, enforceability and expectations. I guess enforceability and accountability and expectations. We want to, uh, you know, we want to know what we're getting. We want to know when we're getting it. We want to know how much it costs so that we can plan for our year. But also if those things aren't provided in time or in the right number or with the right services, we want to be able to, you know, make, you know, I guess sue them for lack of a better process and, you know, enforce that contract to make sure we get what we paid for. Uh, so that that's the accountability, enforceability and uh, expectations. Mostly it's for the expectations so we know it's coming because most of our vendors don't mess with us like that. <laughs> well, the first step in the process is determining if decal can actually contract with the contractors. David, how do we go about that? Well, the first thing, uh, we're a state, we're part of the state of Georgia. So we only do business with entities that are registered in the state of Georgia. Uh, so if it's a, a corporation or an LLC, we would go to the Secretary of State's webpage and do a business search uh, at sos.ga.gov and do a business search and put the name of the vendor in the line. And then if they're registered to do business in the state, they'll send us a certificate. Uh, and so we, that's the first step as we check. And for there are some small exceptions, but for the most part, everyone we contract with has to be registered to do business. And for the vendors that are listening, that is a fairly simple process. You just, you have to, if you're out of state, you have to get a Georgia office for a secretary or for a registered agent. And then you file a $15 registration fee with the Secretary of State and you're registered to do business. And then the other things we have to do is make sure that that vendor is in good standing with the state. So if we've had other contracts, we want to make sure that, you know, they performed in a satisfactory manner in those other contracts. And we want to make sure that their expectations of being paid are something we can uh, justify and within the parameters of, of our accounting system and make sure we have the money for it and that kind of thing. So those are the three steps but mostly it's just checking with the Secretary of State to make sure they are registered. Next is uh, completing a finance evaluation form. And Michael, that's where you come in. What's involved with that? Yes, yes. Well, basically it's a one-page form that we're obtaining uh, pertinent information about uh, the potential contract. Uh, Lisa Ramhajan is actually our agency procurement officer. And I want to go back a little bit. She's also a good person to talk to about um, uh, getting with a contractor as well, because she's a, she is our liaison with the Department of Administrative Services, and I call them DOAS. That is the uh, the authoritative agency for State of Georgia's procurement policies. Um, but anyway, so back to the form. Um, finance uses the form actually to evaluate the procurement methodology, and also very importantly is the funding. The funding is really important, obviously, because you know we got to be able to pay for the contracts. So before we start talking with the contractor or the potential vendor, we got to make sure there is funding. Um, you know, generally we always have funding, but we just want to, um, you know, make sure that's in, in play. Um, and when I say funding, there's actually accounting codes that we have to use or budget codes that we have to use. We actually code that, um, uh, it uh, turns into a, procure, a purchase order. And uh, the purchase order actually obligates the uh, budget for the contract. Um, the form, the, the basic, uh, Information on the form, uh, there's uh, kind of want to know about the nature of the contracting entity. And, and by that, is it, is it a nonprofit, for example? Is it a private consulting? Is it a uh, another state government entity or another local government entity? 
because a lot of those um, entities, there's different ways um, we can do that contract. It doesn't have to, some contracts are exempt because, for example, it's a nonprofit entity. Um, let's see what else. Uh, we, we, we also need another legal name, and that's what uh, David said earlier about uh, making sure it's the same name as with the Secretary of State. Uh, we also need another business owner. We call that the contract champion slash business owner, the same thing. Um, the type of service, the summary scope, um, and then back to the fund. Uh, we asked the contract champion to select funding. It's a drop-down box, uh, but our budget team also receives that form and verifies that it is accurate funding and accurate coding information. So there's check and balances. Once the contract champion hands it to finance, it goes to Lisa Ramajan, um, our agency procurement officer. Once she receives it, she looks at the information related to the contractor to see if it's a doable thing within the state of Georgia. And then also our budget team gets it to evaluate the coding and make sure that's correct. Also, a part of the process is including a scope of services or a statement of work. Talk a little bit about what that means exactly. Statement of work or a scope of work is it's an attachment to the contract. And really, it's just a, a document that describes what we're buying, what the service is. It'll set forth a little bit more specific details about the delivery schedule, the budget, the cost that we, you know, what, when and where. It, it's one of those documents that needs to be very specific that we were just, Reg and I were talking about earlier, uh, but it really just uh, describes succinctly and accurately the work to be done or the service to be provided and how much it's going to cost. Uh, add a, just a little bit to that. You know, I think it's really important, whoever's writing up the scope of services, as David is saying, is to be really, really, really specific because if we're going to hold the vendor accountable to whatever they're doing, we're going to look to that scope of work we're gonna to look to that specific document to say, this is exactly what you said. And if it's very nebulous, if it's not clear on exactly what they're doing, we can't hold them accountable to it. I know in many people's minds, they this is what we contracted for. But if it's not specifically on that page, it's not what you contracted for. And that's really important to keep in yeah, mind. Definitely getting some clarity around what these services are and what our expectations are. I guess when we're talking about a lot of forms here, the good news is none of us are starting from scratch in the contract process. You guys have uh, some templates available. That's correct. And uh, we have some forms and templates. They're all on the G drive under the contracts and agreements folder. I believe everybody at DECAL has access to that. Certainly people that need the access can get it. Uh, and it's got different templates because we may be contracting with a nonprofit versus a uh, like a, just a private C corporation uh, the, where the funding comes from affects which contract template. Uh, so there, it's a self-service menu there in the C in the G drive, but also myself and Lisa uh, are available to help, you know, the contract champions or anyone that has questions about that. Cause uh, sometimes it does get a little confusing. It's not as clear to those of us that don't, you know, work in this area every day. So uh, we're here, we're here to help, but uh, all those templates and the, also the finance form is also on the G drive, the one that Mike was just talking about. And so it's all, it's all out there for self-service and uh, it's somewhat self-explanatory, but we're here to help as well. So, um, right. We have all those forms available. It's pretty self-explanatory, but if someone at DECAL needs um, a contact, a person to talk to in either legal or finance to assist with the process, or if they have questions or concerns, they can do that. And so would they contact you, David? And who, who's the best contact in legal and finance if someone at DECAL has questions or this is the first one they've ever done? 
Well, certainly, uh, I would encourage anyone to reach out to me directly. I'm, my email is david.ginsburg at decal.ga.gov, Ginsburg with a U. Uh, and also Lisa Ramajan in uh, finance is a very helpful person. And then uh, I also have a shared mailbox with my assistant, Jamal, and that's contracts review. Uh, and contracts review may be a quicker response than I get, but you know, I encourage everyone to copy me and contracts review on whatever the, whatever they send to me and either myself or Jamal will answer. We try to get answers back quickly, but some of the questions uh, involve a little more back and forth. So we try to get on that, but uh, usually everything is fairly easy to respond to. And uh, we're always, always available anytime. If I could add too, uh, yes. And then uh, just to reiterate, Lisa Ramajan is the uh, agency procurement officer. Uh, we also have an email address. It's probably better to um, send it as purchasing at decal.ga.gov. And um, also, if, if the uh, contract champion has a question regarding coding, um, we have three people in our budget team, but I'll give you the budget manager. He's a new budget manager, Bart Ellington. Um, you can email him as well. Good folks there. I can attest for them. So that's, that's good to know that uh, they're, on, they're on board. Let's talk for a minute about doing business with the state. If, if someone's interested in working with us, the first step is registering their business on the Team Georgia Marketplace website. Uh, what is that and how does that work? Okay, I'll go ahead and I'll start off with that. Um, now, I'm not fully familiarized with the state with the Team Georgia Marketplace, but I do know that that is the first place you go to. Um, and DOS actually classifies uh, potential vendors or contractors as a sourcing bidder and a supplier. Um, a supplier is somebody that's already done business with the state of Georgia. So that means we've probably done a PO with them in the past, or we've already had a contract with them. They could be a supplier. Um, a sourcing bidder is another way uh, for um, a company to, uh, they have to go in there and register with the Team Georgia Marketplace. They have, it's a very specific process when they register under a sourcing bidder. They, have to, they actually have to select specific, what we call NIGP codes, which is a procurement coding um, data bank. And once they do that, um, if, we, if an agency does a bidding process, uh, we call that RFP, Request for Proposals, the supplier is supposed to be getting a notification from the OAS that, hey, this agency had just posted this. And that's when that uh, sourcing bidder or that company has opportunity to go there and bid for that, for that project. Um, so they could do, I, I believe they could do both a sourcing bidder and a supplier. Um, but um, anyway, that, that'd be your starting point as a company to go out there and do that first. And I believe you have to be registered, like David said, you have to be registered Secretary of State before you can do that. Um, and uh, it's a pretty robust website. I'm just taking a look at the Team Georgia Marketplace uh, website. You can probably Google that and find it pretty easily, actually. Um, it's a very lengthy uh, 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 website address. I won't give that. But once you go to Team Georgia Marketplace, just uh, Google like a uh, sourcing bidder or supplier, and it'll give you an option to register. And just to clarify, so once they're registered, uh, they will be notified of any bid or proposal opportunities. Is that how that works? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct, Commissioner, uh, once they register. Um, now, let me say this, though. Um, let me just add, I guess, a caveat. Um, when you do an RFP, there, there is specific NIGP codes that the RFP is um, actually, uh, you know, built around. So if that uh, bidder, sourcing bidder, registers for those NIGP codes, that's when they'll get the notification. So it won't be just a good notification for all RPs. It'd be just for those NIGP. That's how it should work. Um, so again, this DOS's process is, is not ours. It's, that's how it should work. I've never really tested it because I've never been on that side of that. 
but uh, I've uh, checked with a few uh, vendors and they said they had received emails in the past. And do all projects have to be put up for bid or are there smaller projects where that's not necessary? Um, I'll, I'll take that. I'll start off with that. Um, so the general rule of thumb is, is that anything that's 25K or greater has to be a competitive bidding process. So that's usually how I just, if that's easy to remember, 25K, we got to do an RP. Um, there are options to kind of work around the RP because RP is a lengthy profit. I mean, it could be it could be six months, it could be nine months to do an RP. By the time it's all the planning and the evaluation process. So there is some opportunities to work around that. Um so I, I can give you some more, but uh, you know, I kind of want to make it easy for everybody. Just remember 25K, anything greater that has to be bidded out. If not, if it's less, uh, you're okay with contracting with that contractor. I will say that the $25,000 threshold is in the aggregate paid to the vendor within a fiscal year, though. It's very important. So, so um, some folks might say, okay, well, if I do $10,000 here and there, you know, does it matter? No, it's, it's, it's in the aggregate for the whole fiscal year. So I wish we could do that, but we cannot. And just to add on that, we may have a vendor that a different division in the department is working with that would, I believe, in the aggregate, add up to that 25K. So it's not just it's not just your contract, you might split it into two, but someone in a different division may have already t- used up that money. Uh, and I would like to point out, just because I know it's a lot for everyone, is that if you go to, uh, with any questions and send them to purchasing at decal.ga.gov, they can walk you through that procurement process because we have experts on staff to help with the, because I think that that gets to be very confusing on what needs to be bid and yes, what doesn't. Absolutely. So we're here to help and really finance is here to help with that as well. So that out there for everyone. Well, David, I think you answered it, um, but I'm going to ask you one more time. <laughs> so employees need more information on the contracting and granting process at DECAL. Exactly where should they go? Because we want to make sure that they get it right and don't just do it all on their own. It's more important that they actually con- contact you and our finance division to make sure we get it right. So one more time, where should they go and who should they talk to? Sure. I'm glad you asked again, because just want to, so a lot of people feel like they may be burdening me or the finance team with questions, but we, that's what we're here for. So just always reach out. If, if first step is just, just contact me at my, at my email or contracts uh, at decal.ga.gov contracts review, I'm sorry, or purchasing uh, any of us can help you, but it, it don't feel like, Hey, this is, taking too much of David's time or the team's time because one, that's what we're here for. And two, really down the road, there could be a problem that could take a lot more of our time. So we want to, at the front end, we want to make sure we're, we're completely involved and we want to help everyone else understand the process. So it's just, just, I just urge, just reach out to me if you have any questions, anyone out there and uh, I'm always available. And if not, someone will uh, respond quickly. Well, guys, this has been very informative. I know uh, there are a lot of people that uh, if you haven't been involved in the contract process, you may uh, in the future um, being the contract champion and being responsible for this in your division. So hopefully for those of you that are listening, you feel better prepared. At least you know where to go to. And for those of you that are in the vendor world and uh, just curious about how to do business with the state, hopefully we've uh, shed some light uh, on that as well. So Uh, Thanks to David, Michael, and Ira. Ira, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. I know you have uh, been featured on a previous decal download, the foodie edition. And while you've been limited by the pandemic, I'm sure, as to new restaurants, any recommendations on something you've experienced lately? No, not really, unfortunately. And as you said, I have been limited by the pandemic. Not as many places have... uh, 
opened up um, new places. So I um, uh, would like to get the team back together, people who get to go to lunch and uh, experiment, uh, you know, once we're back in the office in full swing. So that's definitely something I'm looking forward to. I was trying to look up the, um, the episode, but just go back in our decal download catalog and uh, go, I think, to season one. I want to say maybe in season one, maybe season two, uh, you'll find Ira and uh, some other folks uh, giving their recommendations. And we've got some resident foodies around here. So, guys, thanks so much for joining us today. This is a, a great process. I think it's, there's a lot of confidence, I can say. And let me just, as an example, I am not a finance person. I am not a legal person. But I have done a couple of these vendor agreements, these contracts, and these guys are great to work with and they really will help you uh, step by step. So thanks for, uh, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hello, my name is Glenda Hambrick and I work in the finance division here in Atlanta. My question for Commissioner Jacob is, what is the greatest need for child care providers in Georgia following the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, Glenda, that's a great question, uh, considering we're trying to do everything we can um, to support child care throughout our state, uh, especially given the pandemic. Um, you know, we're hearing right now the biggest concern and the biggest challenge that they're facing is uh, their workforce. So hiring teachers and staff, you know, it's always been a challenge um, to make sure that they can recruit and retain qualified teachers. But now more than ever, um, they are really struggling with um, recruiting and uh, retaining teachers in their program. And as you know, if they don't have teachers, then they can't serve children. And so uh, we are working through how we might can assist with that with some of the federal dollars uh, that we have received uh, that is meant direct to go directly to child care to help support them with whatever challenges they have. But right now, uh, they are definitely uh, experiencing a workforce issue. And it's not, you know, specific to Georgia. We're hearing that from many, many, many other states that they are all experiencing a workforce issue in child care. And uh, more good news coming up. And I know you briefed our board uh, on this information uh, just last week. And that is that we've got $1.6 billion uh, coming for child care. And where do we stand on on getting that money. You know, we are really close. It took a lot of uh, behind the scenes efforts to not only plan, you know, develop a plan, but also get our IT systems and other finance systems in order to send out that amount of money uh, to, you know, over 4,000 programs. And so we should be announcing uh, exactly how that will work in the next few weeks. All right. Very good. A lot of help in the past and more help coming for childcare in Georgia. Lots of great prizes to give away in the decal download quiz. We've got a prize closet full of uh, gift cards from Chick-fil-A, Fun Spot America, Georgia Lottery, Gwinnett Stripers, The School Box, Six Flags Over Georgia, Stone Mountain Park, Skyline Park at Pont City Market, Wild Adventures Theme Park, and, uh, and a couple more that are adding uh, every day. Here's the question. Email your response to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. What is the name of the website where contractors can register to do business with the state of Georgia? What is the name of the website where contractors can register to do business with the state of Georgia? Email your response to decaldownload at decal.ga.gov. We'll take one name from all the correct answers and you'll win the prize. Thanks for playing and good luck. 
Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.